Okay, I'd like to uh, share with you Dvahalacha and then separately a Nyamachshava, both which at least connect to the parasha. Dvahalacha, I'd like to share with you a rush. The rush is in Baba Kama, the second parrot, Simon Days. And the rush there says a cloud that any halachal Moshe Messinai that we find anywhere, he says, halachal Moshe Messinai comes for a kula. Which means that the halachal Moshe Messinai typically uh, is a kula. There are many kulas that we know in halachal Moshe Messinai. Lavud and Daifin Akuma, all the kulas of us uh, building a sukkah. <coughs> Certainly, many, many kulis that are Allah Messinai, but the Rosh seems to say that it's a cloud that every Allah Messinai is a kula. The case the Rosh is talking about, in the beginning of the second paragraph of Avakama, anybody figure out what the Allah Messinai is? It's Rairis. The first two here is Tsrairis. Tsrairis is when an animal, Mikaychai, uh, causes damage, and pays Chatinezek. So the rush, the rush is a three-line rush, but he declares a beautiful hakira. He says, is the pshat that kaychay kegufay, and really you should be chayiv nezek shalay, and the lachmash Messinai comes to say you pay only chati nezek, or is kaychay lav kegufay, and really you should be potter, and lachmash Messinai comes to be machmir, that you pay chati nezek. Nafkaminis for other cases of Kaycha Kagufa. So he says, since we have a rule that Allah Shemesina is only coming to be Mekul, so therefore it must be that Meikaradin Kaycha Kagufa, you have to pay Nazik Shalim. And Allah Shemesina comes to tell you that you pay only Chatzin Nazik. That's his, uh, that's the Rush's Klau. The Rush brings one more marshal, which has to do with Sukkis. Gemara says in Masech Sukkah, I think it's Davav, that we learn out of a Pasik, we have three Pesukim actually, that there are three walls, Gimel Shleisha defines for Sukkah. Gemara says there are three walls to a Sukkah. Halacha Lamashim Sinai comes along and says, one wall is only, it's enough for it to be a Tefach. So which wall is it enough to be a Tefach? You can learn two ways. You can learn, because there's three walls, is a fourth wall that's a tefach. But that would be we paskin, it's actually in the Sugi and the Gemara, but we paskin like the Chachamim, that there are three walls, knocks it down that the third wall is enough for tefach. How did the Gemara know that? Because of this cloud. Because is always coming to be Mekel. And since the Alokha Mishim Sinai comes to be Mekel, so therefore the third daifid must be go down to be. Obviously, he's saying Tefach, it's taking the third daifid and being Mekel that the third daifid can be a Tefach. Those are the two examples that the Rush brings. In the main law, you can all understand that such a, a cloud has many applications that are many caches. A few of the things that come out kishmak with this is 
talking about uh, Tishrei. So by a Luliv, the Allah is, if you hold a Luliv, the Arba Minim, and a person has a ring on his finger. So that's a Chatzitza. A person who has a ring is supposed to take off his ring. If he's wearing film, he's supposed to take the Ritzuas off his hand. Because it's a Chatzitza, it's a Sugya Sukkah Zayin. That there's such an idea as a Chatzitza. The truth is the round learns it's not Dine Chatzitza, it's Afel Kichatama. Lekachtem Kichatama. The Taisa says it's Chatzitza. That is a Chatzitza. When you hold the Arba Minim, nothing else should be in your hand. So the question is, what's the rule by Chatzitza Minatayra? What's the rule? Anybody know? Chatzitza, a miyut, is not a, is not a Chatzitza. A Chatzitza Minatayra, if someone goes to his table, table a keli or a person, the din device is that it's only a Chatzitza if it's rubai, if it's on rive of his body, a rive of the keli. So why by Lulav is it a chatzitza with a mashal? So the Chalkis Yaakov answers with this rush. The Gemara says, Shiurin chatzitzin umechitzin halacha meshimusina. Gemara says, the chatzitza, the din that rive by a mikvah, is a chatzitza, is halacha meshimusina. So one minute, that's a chumrah. It's a chumrah, I would think it's a good feeling. So, Chatzitza, Rachel Messinai, the Bukharis of Chumrah. Must be. No. The Svara Chitzaina is, before Rachel Messinai, is that any Mashahu should be a Chatzitza. Because you're not tithling in water. You're covered. Even a part of you is covered. The Rachel Messinai is coming to be Makel, because obviously it can only be Makel. So, it's coming to be Makel, then in a mikvah, then a taira. It's not a chatzitza unless it's rife. But from, where, from there we see that it was not dine mikvah. Anywhere else, the svarach is that a mashah is a chatzitza. So that's why when it's not mikvah, let's say by lulid, or he brings another example by a kayin, doing the he brings the gemara in the svachim, dafiyotes, that the kayin, if he has any dirt on his body, that's chatzitza in his body, in the big day kuda, it's chatzitza. Even offer al gufay. That's not right. Because since it's al alfishim sinai by mikvahs, that's as right as a chatzitza, and that has to be a kula. By this, normally the svarachitzayna is that any amount that interferes is considered to be uh, an interference and a chatzitza. There are long lists of Halachal Meshem Sinai. A few of them come out more gishmak with the rush. Those of you who learn sukkah know there's a rule, ain't lavud lahachmir. We say lavud. Lavud is if you have two strings uh, by a wall of a, of a sukkah, it's like they're connected. The Ram says, ain't lavud lahachmir. Lavud is only a kula, not a chum. Pashit, it's a new rule, ain't lavud lahachmir. Like the rush, it's very gishmak. Lavud is a kula, Halachal Sinai. It's very gishmak. Rav Moshe has a tshuva on this rush in the first chelik of Yeridaya. The end, I think, is Reish Zion. And he also brings uh, something else that's in a very gishmak away with, with this rush. And he has a number of kashas on the rush as well. 
he asks, and uh, the number of Achrayim who tumble about the rush, whether the rush meant it in all Allah, I mean, there are a bunch of Allah, Mishnah, who seem to be problematic. Um, the din that uh, Revi's Dam is Metamavayel, for example, that's a Kula, it's not a Kula. So there are caches, okay. On a Rishon, you have caches, you try to answer. <coughs> the Kuda I wanted to get to is that Ramesha is a Kasha, that another Sukkis Mitzvah, he asks from Nisuch HaMayim. Nisuch HaMayim is the mitzvah to pour water on the Mizbeach on Sukkis as a, one of the Nisachim. And that's Halachim Shemesinai. The Gemara says, Arava, the Nisuch HaMayim, another Sukkis mitzvah, the Arava on the Shana The mitzvah Arava on the Shana and the mitzvah of Nisuch HaMayim is is Sinai. So there, it's a new eschaivis. It's a new obligation. The chayra there, it's a chumra. It's a chumra. They have to do tzachamayim. You have to do arava. So Rav Meisha, to answer this kasha, says a yisaid, which he's saying b'derech ha'halacha. But we have to understand. We have to appreciate b'derech ha'machshava as well. Rav Meisha says that riboy mitzvahs is not a chumrah. If you tell me that tefillah samikvah is possible, that's a chumrah. If you tell me that I get an ayinish, nezik shalim, that's a chumrah. If you tell me I can't eat in a sukkah, that's a chumrah. All the examples we gave are chumrahs. But riboy mitzvahs, that's not a chumrah. We say, asher kedishadom, and it's vaysev, it's ivanom. Riboy mitzvahs are not that's the Lamaisi you have to do something more. But together of Khumra, that's not called Khumra. A yid ba'etzem it's a freedom to come on to mitzvahs than to do than to do mitzvahs. And without this cloud the whole rush has no has no sprach because there are a number of areas where where there's such a there's such a musig of Allah Shemasinai creating uh, creating mitzvahs. So this is his Nakuda. His Nakuda is that the idea of Reber Mitzvahs is not, is not a Chumrah. It's really a Ratzin that a, that a Yid has. And the Rambam says that every Yid's Ratzin Pnimi is to do Ratzin Hashem. And he says that this is not a Chumrah. That's how he's Miyashiv. The Rosh, like I said, he has some other cases. But that's how he's Miyashiv, this Rosh. So this is the rush, and a little bit of tumbling around the rush. It's, uh, it's a nice rush to be aware of when you come up to, to different sugyas of But this last nakuda, the nakuda of attitude that he talks about, is something that's not what we're used to. We're used to mitzvah mitin loyalat It's an obligation. It's chayvus. And the idea that a mitzvah in Derech Kiyumai is something, a yid does a mitzvah, it's a freedom. When he sets out to do it, it's a burden. When he does it, he's a freedom of person. It's a different, uh, a different type of a hasoga, a different type of a, of a feeling. The parasha we have this week, you know, that we have the teichacha. We have Maishu Avenus Teichacha here in Parshas Kisavai. 
It's a pella. The Gemara says something like, the Gemara Megillah, Amit Aleph, says something to the effect, seems to say, that the other Teichacha God wrote, and this Teichacha Meishu Rabbeinu, Me'atzmai, the Gemara says. Kilu, Meishu Rabbeinu, Me'atzmai wrote the whole, and these are different, it's tyrant. But somehow Meishu Rabbeinu Me'atzmai said it. So the Gemara says, why do we read the Teichacha before Rosh Hashanah? So the Gemara says, Ezra made this Takana, that we read the Teichacha, because you should read the Teichacha v'tichla shana v'kil leisel, so that the year and its curses should come to an end. So you read this, it's hard to understand it. By learning the Teichacha, the year and the curses come to an end. I guess the Pashup Shad is that everyone reads the Teichacha, gets so scared that they run into tshuva, and tichla shana v'kil leisel. It's a little, uh, just not the way it is. It's not exactly the way it is that uh, everyone gets frightened by reading a nusach uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote a long time ago. <coughs> the, the idea of Teichacha, of Musr, of being a Kabul Teichacha, is a yisaid and hatzlach in serving the Rabbi Shalom. The difference is someone is successful and someone is not successful is not that one of them has a yitzahara and one doesn't have a yitzahara. It's no such thing. The difference is if somebody is makabal teichachav, he's willing to change if someone tells a musa and he hears it. And he hears it. Not every different musa strikes a person, but a person is open. Open to teichachav. Then we'll have a tzlacha. Then we'll be matzliach and things he does. He'll fall, he'll pick himself up, and he's open to teichacha. He puts himself in a place where he has teichacha. There are many people that are just turned off to teichacha. They, you can't tell them listen. They don't hear anything. Such a person has no, no chance because everybody falls. Everybody stumbles. Everybody has places where, where he makes mistakes, where he, where he, he, he falls away from an area in Avedis Hashem. The idea of Moshe Rabbeinu's Teichacha coming to cause a Tichmashana to kill Leiseha is not the words of the Chumash. It's not the words of the Chumash which frighten you and scare you. It's Rashi says they, they got so frightened. That's not the vart of Tichmashana to kill Leiseha. When we read something in the Torah, it's teaching us something. It's teaching us there's such a Musig as Teichacha. There's such a Musig as being told Musig. It's such a Muslim as being a Kabul Muslim. The Tichla Shana Vikilaiseha is in that. In a person being able to be a Makabal. The whole Shoshana Yom Kippur is to be a Makabal. Fundamentally, we believe that every year is happy with mitzvahs. Every year it's the freedom to do mitzvahs. And we all feel it once we do it. The person has a Gishmaka say that he feels good. There's no such good feeling. Beforehand, we don't always see it. There's a, a fundamental idea that a yid is happy to, what does the Ramam say? Every yid is happy to do mitzvahs. Sometimes you have to beat him up to get him to do it. Makinoi say, beat him up literally. Makinoi say, But the etzem and the put of the person is a, a happiness to do, to do mitzvahs. And that's the idea of being a makabal teichacha. It says that when Shlomo Melech 
made his Hanukkah Sabayas for the Beis Hamikdash. It was uh, it was the highlight. The highlight. Klai Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael uh, 440 years earlier, and they didn't have a Beis Hamikdash until David wanted to. It didn't happen. Shlomo Melech built the Beis Hamikdash, and the whole Klai Yisrael came. And it was uh, during that series of children. And they made a Chanukah uh, HaMikdash. So it says that Shleim HaMelech called his mother, his father wasn't alive, he called his mother to give him Musr Barabin. The language it says in the beginning in Mishle is Tavcha Bisandola. She hit him with his shoe and she said, you sleep too late in the morning. And that was the Musr to him. That uh, you always sleep, you always sleep in the morning. Whatever the case that she was talking about was, for the whole class, Israel, for the whole class, so she gave him Muslim. Now, obviously, Shlomo was trying to teach the people something. This is how she made Shulam. This is by Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur that uh, that it was. So, not Shlomo and did after his mother hit him, hit him with this with this shul in front of everyone. Shlomo Melech wrote a song. He wrote. He composed a song. And that song, I hate to disturb your chaloyness uh, you have growing up, that song is Eishas And everybody who thinks Eishas is about your wife, well, the women could think so, but Eishas Chayim, didn't write about his wife. He wrote about his mother. He wrote about his mother that she gives him usher. He wrote, it's a praise of his mother. Now, I don't know how his wife took it. You know, I don't know if you want to uh, start writing the praise yes, about your mother in front of your wife, but Shloima HaMelech demonstrated to Klal Yisrael. The whole Klal Yisrael was there at a high moment that a person has to be Oyehev uh, Teichachos. He has to be someone who has a love Teichachos. Someone gives you Musa, usually you're angry at the person. You're not angry at the person. You're not angry. You take out a Mishlei you go to Paraglamid Aleph, which is Eshel's Chayel, and you look at Rashi, Pashik Shad, it's about his mother. It's not about his, not about his wife. The wife gives Musa, nobody likes it. The mother, you have the chance. The, the point, the point that I want to make is that the, a person has a rotsen to be a Matzliach. And we start as man, and yeah, you read this in his man. And some people harden themselves. Some people harden themselves. I tell people, you really should be a Femimcha. I know most of the people are not a Femimcha, but you should be a. So some people say, don't worry. You know, this just goes in one ear, out the other. Nothing in between. Usually in one ear, out the other is a brain in between. I mean, it just, it just goes nowhere. And some people need mock here that there's some Techacha to be said for learning, for schmoozing during learning, for all the things that are normally Yetzirah that we have. They are Mekabli Techacha, and they are in a Mekabli Techacha. If you're not a Mekabli Techacha, so it's downhill. It's straight downhill. It's, you know, when you're in 8th grade, they're still forcing you. In high school, they force you a little. And then high school's over, and it's freedom at last. And, you know, it's all downhill. I don't mean downhill one year. I mean downhill from... graduating the Sifta till, uh, you know, they have a Leviah someday for every person. So downhill. There's no Kabul Techacha, it doesn't get better. But this shim doesn't get better. The Yitzhars get the, get more, more frequent. The learning is less. 
it's a woe to somebody who could be 65 years old and remember when he learned, you know, when he was 20 years old, uh, uh, he was learning. And everything from there is downhill. Imagine a life like that. A life like that starts with someone who's just not willing to listen to change. It's straight downhill. The way it is, it's day by day. The shame is, and the penius of it, everybody really has a hava, has a simcha when he serves the Rabbi Shalom. When a person has a gishmaka hatzlocha and serving the Rabbi Shalom, it's the samecha person. It's the samchid lay. We see it. We see it in people. People who have hatzlocha are happy. And people who don't have hatzlocha are not happy. You can see it. In, in, you, you, look at, uh, you look at eighth graders. Look at eighth graders. The guys who are matzliach come into yeshiva with a smile, and the guys who are not matzliach are scowling. To help them, to help them get better, but the, the, the simcha doesn't come down. The parshas kisava tichlashani kilaisel is a limud that there's such a thing as tefacha. There's such an idea as tefacha. On Harayvol, they said klolis in brachis, but the pasuk only brings the klolis, and it's the same idea. It's the idea that this parasha, Kisavai, is a parasha that teaches us to be Mechabal Teichacha. We don't like it. Nobody likes Teichacha. No one lines up for Teichacha. But, but there's that Muslim. There's that idea of being a Mechabal Teichacha. It's not an easy Muslim, but it's a... Uh... So what I'm telling you is that it's Yidin. It's a Halacha. That Yidin are to freedom to do mitzvahs. You just have to let yourself get there. I think when they pressure people to come to the Mishmar, and they come and they learn that afterwards, the, the afterwards they'll be angry. The guy who comes and he actually has a good Seder and he learns, he's overjoyed, he's happy. He goes late at night. People, the people go out with a smile. They don't go out with a frown. It struck me, the Mishmar struck me, last year I had a, a Thursday night chasana so I had Rabbi Leif come to the Mishnah to give the shir. When I got back to shul, it was about a quarter to twelve, just when people were leaving. So I'm driving down from the Bell Park, you know, driving down. The streets are all, uh, you know, at midnight, the streets are quiet. You see a couple of kids here, a couple of adults there, it's quiet. And suddenly I turn to Avenue S and East 22nd Street, there's a, you know, dozens of people just walking out of the shul in one shot. I felt so good. Yeah. And they're all smiling. Nobody was angry. But you have to do it. If you don't do it, you don't have it. If you don't do it, you don't have it. You have to put the effort in, pick yourself to do it, and you'll be so free. You'll be happy with it. So that's the first issue, the issue of Teichacha. More than that, the Havana, that if you'll be a Makabal Teichacha, if you'll do it, you'll be a happy person. You'll be a successful person. I once had a very strange experience. An eighth grader here in Yeshiva made an appointment to talk to me. It was about the beginning of the year, around this time. He actually came to me, I didn't know who he was, I didn't know him at all. Made an appointment, so I met with him. He said, This is what he asked me, a very bright young man. Uh, he asked me the following question. He said, my class in 8th grade is getting split. They're the guys who learn. And the, the guys who are more yeshivish and are into learning. And they're guys who are hanging out and doing other things. That's what he said to me. He said, I know you're going to tell me to learn. That I know. I'm not asking you that. 
he said, he told me he thought about it. He wants to ask me, where will he be more happy? Where is he going to be more happy? With the guys who are learning? Or with the guys who are going out and having fun? Where is he going to be more happy? What's the answer? More happy. Well, I yes, I told you, you plan to go to high school. Yeah, you plan to go to high school for four years, yeah. Would you rather for four years you walk in and when you see the principal and the rabbi you smile and you say good morning? Or would you rather when you see the principal you go hide? And who's really happier? You can spend four years in the city anyway. So where are you happier? If you walk in, you're happy, you're, you're, you're successful, or you walk in, you're hiding. And you're just happier when he's not smiling. And that's the Nakuda that, uh, that I saw in English Maisha, on this rush. And that's the Nakuda of Taikachon. So I'd like to share with you a second. The what? begins with the Tvamach Shava, which comes, comes from some cipher, at least in Teres HaNigla. It struck me over time that the number 11 seems to be a bad luck number. The guy consider 13 a bad luck number. But it struck me that in Chazal, 11 always seems to be a bad luck number. Now, what it is the 11 Aurors in this week's parasha? Uh, Rashi says, Yud Aleph Arurim Yeshkan Keneged Yud Aleph Shvatim Chosmashim, whatever that means. But he says, Yud Aleph Arurim. So he started to collect all the 11s. So the Sore Ace of our 11. You look at the end, uh, uh, the end of uh, Parshis, end of Parshis Fayete, is it? We count the Sarei, the Sarei Esav, the end of Parshish Tov, it's about four Be'yetzeh. It counts 11, 11 of the Sarei Esav, there are 11 Be'yetzeh. Then, the Ramban says, in the end of Ayachi, that the Shvatim could never be 11. There are 12 Shvatim. Sometimes Levi is not counted. So Ramban says, whenever Levi is not counted, we turn Yosef into Menashe and Ephraim to make sure it's 12. If Menashe and Ephraim are counted as one, then Levi has to be counted. You can't have an 11. It can't be 11 Shvatim. Always has to be 12. When Yaakov gives the brachis, he doesn't separate Menashe and Ephraim. He gives the brachis to Yosef. Empire is Yosef. When Moshe Rabbeinu gives, he mentions Menashe and Ephraim separately. They reverse Ephraim, they have Menashe. Why? Because he leaves out one of the Shvatim. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't give Shimon a bracha. It comes out there 11. Ramban says there can't be an 11. It can never be an 11. 11 is a, is a simon of something bad. In the Adamat and the Rekeach, say for Rekeach, it has a biography. The Rekeach always wanted to live in Eretz Yisrael, and he got a, a shteller in Eretz Yisrael, they sent him a shteller. It says there in the biography, they offered him the pay for the year, 1100 whatever the coins were, $1,100. So it brings a letter he wrote back. He said, I don't agree to 1100 1100 we find twice in Tanakh. We find that the Plishtim bribed Delilah with 1100 Zahuvim. You ever heard of Delilah? They bribed Delilah to tell on Shimshin. 
to, to, to be a traitor on Shimshin. That you heard of Shimshin. The real was his wife who turned him in. So she got paid 1,100 uh, Zuhuvim. And we find that Pesel Micha also, which I don't expect you to know, there, there are 1,100, uh, that, that he paid 1,100 Zuhuvim for the, for the, uh, for the Pesel. So he says, don't give me 1,100. Give me either more or less. But not 1,100. I don't agree to 1,100. It's not, it's not good. 11 is no good. So we find in a number of places 11 is no good. The Echarosam Yedeya, the Echarosam Kefaya, it's also the 11 Kefaya in Yaisa's dream brought about the whole Machlaikis uh, with his brothers, the whole, uh, the whole dispute that ended up with Yaisa being sold. So that in general we find this idea that Yud Aleph is not a is not a good number, so to speak. There's a Gemara. The Gemara says that the number. How do you say eleven in Hebrew? You say eleven in Hebrew. Acharosa. There are three places in the Chumash where the pasuk uses for the number eleven. A different expression. He uses the word ashte also. We had a precious nosai. Ashte also. What's ashte also? It's shte also. Precious nosai. Biyoyim ashte also. Yoyim What's ashte also? It's shte also, which is twelve. With another letter added that makes it less. Moshe says minayin shekola meisef gereya. It's siv ashte also. Ashte also is the lesson that something is no good. Maisif Gareya. The eleventh month is Chaydish Av. The eleventh parish is Vayigash, which is Sasum, which doesn't. The only parish in the whole Torah that's Sasum. There are a lot of elevens that uh, that are problematic. So I saw a Bior in the elevens as follows. Ten is something that's complete. Everything is ten. Asara Mamaris, Asara Sadibris. Ten, you go to ten, right? Ten is a complete unit, you go to eleven. In every, every country, it's the same thing. You count in tens. Tens is a complete unit. Eleven is just one more. Ten people come into shul, the Asari Shainim, the Makabal Skar can they get Kuma. They get Skar, it's a tremendous thing to be Asari Shainim. Asari Shainim, if the problem is, you don't really believe it. Because I'll say, the first ten gets Chakin, that gets Kulam. You don't really believe it. See, I believe it. I try to be from the Sari Shayim every day. I really believe it. You're going to see. I'm going to rake it in upstairs. Because I'm going to get, for every diving, I'm going to get Chakin, that gets Kulam. It's Beshachos, but uh, usually learning somewhere. But, uh, you know, I'm going to rake it in. You guys are going to say, hey, why don't we do this? Like, free. See, when something's on sale, two for one, you know, like I have a weakness for it. You get two for the price of one, that's great. Even though we all know the one was great, they raised the price. But I like bargains. So uh, the Asari Shaidim, it's a bargain. It's great to be Asari Shaidim. I try to do it. I try to be Asari Shaidim whenever I could. What about the 11th person? The 11th person is really a Nebuch. The fellow who's the 20th or the 25th. Okay, that's not his area. And I invite this Hashem, you know, that's not his thing. Everybody has a different area in which he excels. But the fellow who keeps on coming in number 11, 
you know, that's like, like being the fifth person in the rotation, you know. It's, it's like he just misses. He just misses. Be the eleventh person? And you couldn't do it? There's a big time, a bigger time on the eleventh person who didn't make it than on the twenty-fifth. The eleventh person is the person who almost made it and is just not making it. What a shame. <laughs> what a busha. It's a bigger busha for him than for the person who comes later. Eleven is someone who just missed it. The eleventh mimer. Hashem said Asara Mamaris created the world. The eleventh didn't get counted in the Asara Mamaris. The eleventh, whatever Kashbaru commanded first, after the ten, nobody remembers. And you remember it, you don't remember it as one of the Asaras I don't even know what the eleventh is. It just misses. That's Edoi. That's Esav. The Sarei Esav are eleven. Esav just missed. Yitzchak thought that Esav will be... It was, it was good to Esav. It was good to Esav. Rabbi Victor really used to say, if Esav would walk into our shoes, we'd stand up for him, put him in the Mizrachvant. He was a big man. But he had certain Yetzirahs. He just missed. There are 11 because he just missed. He just didn't make it. Being 11 is just missing. There are a lot of 11th people walking around. There are a lot of people who just miss. There are some people who have no connection to Tyra, no connection to Limud. All right, it's a sorry. It's a problem. But the Avla is the person who has that hergish and he never acts on it. He doesn't do it. That's the remez of the 11. The 11th is... Like, come on. Come on, you could have done it. Chazal say, lost in Lavoy, the Shom are going to see the Yetzirah like a thread and they're going to cry. I mean, what does that mean? If lost in Lavoy, you failed in something, you see Yetzirah as a mountain. All right, it's a mountain. I couldn't do anything about it. But if you see it's a thread, you're going to break down. You say, I needed a little more? That's all I needed? It's a time in life when you're in your years in yeshiva where it's up to you is to make that connection. To make that chibur. It's, you know, there's a, when you're here, there's a thin wall between being matzliach and being a tamad chacham and, and failing. Once you're out and working, it's, it's a very thick wall. How are you going to make up for it? Your time is limited. Your distractions are many. If you don't learn to do it now, when your distractions are like a chut, you're never going to be able to sleep. You'll never get there. There's a beautiful gra in Mishlei, Paratazayim. The gra says, it talks about this idea that the malach learns with the child in his mother's womb. And the mouth was a child in mother's womb, and you come out, uh, gives you a smack on the mouth, and you forget it. So why, does, why did the Malach learn with you in the mother's womb, exactly? People ask, what about ladies? Do ladies learn in the mother's womb? So the Gros says the following. He says, each person, each person, the Malach learns with him in his mother's womb what he has to learn in this world. Whatever he... <coughs> If you have a, a person who grows born into a non-religious family, so the mouth learns with him 
a certain amount that can feel what he is, that's what he has to know. Maybe he learns with him Chumish uh, Parshas, Sefer Bereshis, and that's it. The Gros says everybody in his mother's womb learns whatever is his obligation to accomplish in this world. Not everyone learns Kalatara Kula. Everyone learns, and that's your obligation. It's, when you walk out, that's your Kaychis, and that's what you have to learn. So some people, the Malach is more busy. Some people are less busy. Chaim Knieski was in his mother's womb. The Malachim were very busy. A woman was a woman learned. Yeah, things a woman has to know. So she learned that. A guy has done the same thing. Gemara says, Akum Shalom Atayra, Ariel Kakayan Gadol. Tyson says it means the Hilchis Sheva Mitzvah. So a guy also can learn his things. God doesn't say if a guy learns his things. But, but the Gra makes the following point. He says, in the Gra it says, in Mishlei and later in Perkha Fest, the Gra continues. Chazal say that when a person dies, Malochim greet him. The Gra says it's the same Malach. The Malach who taught you greets you. And he takes out the list of what you were supposed to finish. And he's Tevea. Value what you were supposed to finish. Is it fiat? Not kolaterakula. But kafi to nuas nefesh of every person, he has an obligation to learn a certain amount. Now that's scary because if I think I have to learn kolaterakula, so that's like he ate a amount. I'm not learning kolaterakula. I'm not learning kolaterakula. Yerushalmi, you know, Kaim Chazis Yerushalmi every year. I don't know. I don't know if in my lifetime I'm going to ever finish Yerushalmi once. So if I think after one call I tell Kula, all right, so I'll battle a little. What's the difference? I'm not going to finish it anyway. But if I understand that there's a specific amount that I have to learn, you, you can miss it by a page. You can miss it by a masechta. You can miss it by a small amount. Your Nisayin, wherever you are, is to do a little bit better. Pathetic to be a, a issue out. Like if you're going to fail, so fail already. Like you're going to fail, you're going to get a 64. What's the passing grade these days? 65 stuff. 65. Yeah. So you're going to get a 64. That's it. You're going to fail. You go on the road test. If you're going to flunk, you might as well flunk. Flunk by by one point. Like a shame. The point is that people are closer to Hatzlocha than they think. Because everyone takes a certain amount of solace in the idea that I'm not letting call it Terakula, I'm not, uh, not finishing everything anyway. There's no Nechama in that. Each person has his thing he has to learn. And the idea that there could be people who step out of Masifta when they're in Yeshiva a whole day, you start in kindergarten, and you go through the sift and you yeshiva all day. You come in the morning, you leave in the evening. Sometimes you leave it when you're in kindergarten. Well, time, I don't remember what time I got out in kindergarten, but uh, you know, you know, elementary school, you get out 4.30, you get out 5.30, you go to the sift, you get out 6.30, and bang, you go to base medrash, you know, two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. Where does that come from? Where, where does it come from? It can only come if someone thinks he's a failure anyway. So what's the difference? Why shouldn't the person at least keep to his Masifta schedule? At least his Masifta schedule? It makes no sense. Since it's Parshish Kisava and everyone loves Teichacha, 
So I'm telling you that it's not an excuse. The fact that others around you are doing it is not an excuse. It makes zero sense. It's, it's, it's a failure in what you're setting out to do. And you could accomplish it. You just stick to a normal, normal schedule. That's all the Rosh wants from you. There's a normal schedule that normal people have. And if you do that, then you'll be a Rishma Tzliach. You don't need Kola So, that's the idea here in Parashas Parashas Kisavai, the idea of being Mekabal. Being willing to be Mekabal is to hear it, to understand it, to, to work on it. To be Mekabal Teichacha. That's why we read the Teichacha. And I hope that these Mekudis are the Kudis that you can incorporate. The fact that you'll be happier that way and the fact that you can reach it. It's so close. It's not so far. It's close to your body. You can do it. You can reach it. Just requires you get in the mode of doing it, and you can do it. Get in the schedule of doing it, you can do it. That's really what we want. That's what we desire, each of us, to get that extra step of better. So we hope that it will be a year of bigger hatzlocha to everybody. Undertake something more. Not everything more, but something more. Fix your schedule. I think there are about uh, 10 days, 11 days of yeshiva left till you have kippur. You have this week, and three days, three days and four days the week of Shana, and three days and four days the week of Yom Kippur. There's not that many days left, maybe 12 days. Buckle down. You can do it. You can make it happen. I wish everybody a good chance.